Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Babies, what's happening, baby? Andy got me again. <laughs> this is a repeat of Sacramento. He called me up. I said, yo, let's do the podcast at three. He said, yo, you want a pizza? I foolishly said yes. And in walks garbage. How you say it? Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's, which I've never heard of, but you could tell this is different because I've eaten Domino's uh, first two days I got here. And this has the real mozzarella. Uh, he's got the fucking couch, he's got the view, the AC is on, and I am officially uh, in niggadom. <laughs> I'm tired. But we we going to rock and roll. We're going to bang out three of these joints. Um, so to let y'all know from the top, we're going to give you the business. You're hearing this one now Wednesday. Tomorrow, Thursday, will be... Emails and a bonus on Friday where Andy and I discuss the our picks for the most underrated and underhyped great movies. Uh, we have five apiece, but we're only going to talk about two apiece, so four total. So that'll be a part two, which we'll figure out when we'll uh, shoot you the rest of the motherfuckers. Yeah, and uh, as always, Wednesday is a guarantee. Yes. Thursdays and Fridays are just... Bonuses. And I, but I, I'm telling you, man, and I told you, uh, shout out to my girl, my Sherry Amore. Shamor Emery said, uh, yo, why y'all doing that to us? You got us all hooked up on the Thursdays, and now you ain't drop a Thursday. Um, so y'all know we don't usually do that, but under certain circumstances where we know we're not going to be on the road, we got to stock up like toilet paper, nigga. You know, uh, so yeah, <clears throat> I just want everybody to know this because I, I don't understand this. Can I have my water, please? Yes, Thank I you. don't understand this for the life of me. Thank you. And a- my, my bottle. Aries does not eat the crust on pizza. Nope. I, I cannot figure it out. Crust is some of the best part. That's like the breadstick of the pizza. Here's what you're fucking up. The crust is because it's mostly bread. It's gonna fill you up quicker, which means now you have less room for the next slice. 
These are fat man tricks, nigga. Nah, but I need that whole. I need the whole piece. I need the breadstick. But why? There's nothing on it. There's no cheese. It There's tastes no great. It had the. It has the oh, flavor. It has the, the crispiness, the texture, and and. And if you're at a, if you're at some places that give you a little olive oil, maybe with a little garlic or a little bit of yeah. herb, and you duck. You but that that's, oh. that's that's only the places that you know. No niggas in here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's get rocking and rolling, baby. Um. First order of business. Uh. Have you had any recent uh, entanglements? Entanglements? No. Oh. I, I've been entanglement free. You've been entanglement free. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be entanglement free because it looks difficult to be an entanglement. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, I sent out a post when this happened. When this happened, uh, fellas, Will Smith, A list, box office, blockbuster, movie star, rich, tall, handsome, sexy, nice body. Talented, and she got side dick. You regular niggas don't stand a chance. They were on a break. Whatever, nigga. Uh, fuck that. You know how I play. I, I'm Mister Double Standard. You don't ever give away my pussy. And I'm just saying and, they were on a break. And um, damn, like like it really is not enough. Now, from from what everybody is saying, they have an open marriage. So they could do whatever the fuck they want to do. At that time. At that time. But what I thought was interesting, uh, and Will Smith said, uh, you know, at one point I was done with your ass. So this, again, this ain't, look, man, this ain't new news. Every relationship, no matter how spectacular at first, no matter how long it lasts, you run into a wall. And you said it when we talked about the Dr. Dre divorce. You got to work at this shit. And some people work at it and survive it. And other people finally go, man, throw in a towel. Um, but again, I, I just, I, I just, you know, this myth that somehow if you give a woman everything and you are at the top of your game and you are the shit. You, and I, and I don't want to make this seem like anybody's better than anybody. But when you're Will Smith, you ain't the average nigga. And if he can't keep the pussy on lock, well, then this is life. Dude, the thing that I saw, though, from this whole thing is Will Smith is not the greatest actor. Because he was acting like that shit didn't bother him. And you could see it in his face when he was brought to the red table. It was in his face. You know what's interesting? I saw a clip on YouTube where, or or maybe some somewhere on social media, where a body language expert was was going over the clip. And and they would he would show you certain things, stop it, and then explain certain things. And I'm telling you, man, yeah, he there was points in time where he where he went. Now, if you pay attention, and they would zoom in, where Will would say certain things, and you could see his jaw clench, clench. Yeah, you could see his temple do that little that little heartbeat when you're mad and something's going on. And a couple of times they even zoomed in where he you know talked through his teeth. Mm-hmm. He was mad, though. Yeah, he was. He was mad. And, and, and ladies, this is why I say, you know, the worst thing you could do to a motherfucker is get a pussy away. Because that's about our ego. That's about our dicks. That's our manhood. And when you let another motherfucker make you moan, uh, conquer that pussy, 
that that that's fucked up, man. Well, she also put it in the street though because she took him to the red carpet, right? And I'm sure even if they they had an agreement, you know, you do what you need to do, I do what I need to do. We'll see what happens. I'm sure, right. judging from his ex- facial expressions, that he didn't think she was going to put it out like that, right? Because. I mean, and, and, you know, kudos to them if they can work this out because, and I mean this sincerely, uh, that, you know, pride is part of our character as, as humans. Right. And to be prideful, you, to put that aside because you'd rather be with that person, that's a lot. Right. That's a lot to do. Yeah. You know, Charlemagne the God said uh, that thing they had, that little slogan at the end, ride together, die together bad marriage for life. He was like, that's toxic. That's toxic behavior. That's toxic thinking. Why the fuck you? And, and, and you know what? Yes, to people like, to people on the outside looking in, that's what you, that's what you go, that's fucked up. That's, that's, why would you want to be in a relationship? But at the end of the day, different strokes, different folks, if that's what works for them, yeah. in whatever kind of weird fucking way we're looking at it like, what is that? Then fuck it, nigga, Mazel tov. If that's what they like, so be it. I, I, I could never, I could never want to. I just, I could never be in an open relationship because, I, again, I'm selfish. Uh, I'm a hypocrite. I have double standards. And, and, and ladies, I, you know, maybe because I'm not a woman, I just can't see it y'all's way. But I just don't imagine a dude giving away your dick hurts as much as you giving away the pussy. I, I just think putting it out there for people, everybody to see that, that, you know, what, what people do in private and what you can work through when it's just the two of you and then maybe if there was someone else involved, right. that's one thing. But when everybody knows, and then because everybody did know, then they had, that's why they came to the round table. That's why they came to the red table to, to handle that business. But Man, that would I don't know, man. I already have a hard enough time with my with my own head, let alone other people's thoughts right. creeping into my, what I'm doing. And I know I shouldn't care about what other people think, but that's easier said than done. Hey, listen. If you don't mind the jokes, if the jokes ain't going to bother you, then do what you do. But we live in an age now where nigga, when something happens, social media, all the social media comics come alive. And there's some good ones out there. Did you see some of the memes and some of the, the things people did behind that? No, I really did it. Oh, dude, there was one where Jada would go, Will would go, an entanglement. And she went, yeah, an entanglement. And somebody cut it together where it would just kept going, entanglement, entanglement. <laughs> and then this music kicked in and it, and it became a song. And, 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 entanglement, entanglement. Then there was one where uh, that classic scene from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with Ben Vereen when he makes Will believe he wants a relationship and then he basically tells him, hey, I can't do what I told you we were going to do. I'll see you when I see you, which really means I'll probably never see you again. And Will did the famous touching scene with Uncle Phil. You know, I, I got my first I did my first shave without him. I, I went on my first date with a honey without him. I don't need him. Why you don't want me, man? But then somebody edited it where he was talking about Jada so again, if you can mind the jokes and you got thick skin, fuck it. There you go. Um, I, I do think that uh, 
I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make a racial just for a second. I do think in celebrity, right? Uh, the racial thought process that is, is closer in black and white than it's ever been. Because when she said entanglement, it reminded me of the one chick, uh, uh, Iron Man's girlfriend. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow, mm. when she called it uncoupling. Mm. When she was getting divorced, they were uncoupling. Right. They're staying together, but they had an entanglement problem. Right. We're getting really close women in are, that. Women are good at making doo-doo not stink. <laughs> so you made it out to women. It's not. It's not nah, celebrity. Nah, it's that's not a, Hollywood. That's, that's woman shit. That's women shit. That's oh, women okay. shit. Yeah, okay. They, they know how okay. to put perfume on doo doo. It's still doo doo, nigga. But they cover up the scent. Uh, she gave the pussy away. That's what that was. Entangled. That's why he said entanglement. Um, I would really like to know. Please, 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 please. Farah, Shamor, Shannon, uh, to any of the other ladies we have. Do y'all see? A man giving away dick as hurtful as we see y'all giving away pussy. Because I just, because again, for us, sex is sport. Sports is a, sex for us is a, in the moment, I'm going to feel great because I'm going to bust this nut. She going to suck my dick. I get to feel them tits. And as soon as it's over, we don't give a fuck about her. Well, it's a sport. It's, it's, it's barbaric. It's Neanderthal. It's. It's it's ugly. It's disgusting. It's fucked up. But we don't give a fuck. But that's because we're, in general, a male's point of view of that is physical, straight physical. It's the physical act. We're not giving her our heart. No, we're, and women are emotional. So when women give it away, they're not giving away just pussy. They're giving away the emotional side, that side that's supposed to be saved for the relationship. Right. Now, I've heard plenty of women go, that's bullshit. Some of us just fuck because we want some dick. You're a hua if you do that. <laughs> what woman is proudly going around gobbling dick? Dude, but you, you have like, to. Come on, man. It has, there, there's a physical side to women, though, too. They, need, they have needs and wants. I know, but, but, but for women to just to, to be fucking for sport. You, 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 listen, that pussy palace is special. And everybody should not have access to that. You know what I'm saying? And if you just allowing everybody in the Studio 54, then what makes it special? So what you're saying is, is the pussy is kind of like a lock, and a dick is a key. Yes. And you can't let everybody open up that fucking door. That's what the lock is for, to keep that closed. There you go. The lock, and if everybody's in there with the key... There you go. (laughs) Like Again, I always say, let's not... Let's not be who we aren't. Uh... And there are certain things, again, just to just define men. And we are a beat our chest, King Kong, caveman-like species. That's why sex, again, for us is just something that's the most fun thing to do. But once we're done with it, we ain't thinking about it no more to the next time. But see, that's part of what our DNA was when we were the hunter. Right. Now, we're in a day and age where we're not the hunter anymore. I mean, yes, there are. In, in your case, you are the hunter. You go out, you earn the living. You you want a, a, your woman your woman to be at home, uh, and you provide her a lifestyle. And that's the choice. That's the trade she makes to be with you. Is that you're going right. to provide the lifestyle? She's going to be at home, and we're going to work that way. But in in this day and age, that's becoming more rare. Mm-hmm. Women are working. Women are earning their own. Women have their own place, and do all that. But then don't. 
doesn't that start to change the nature? Where if everything's equal, are you equally hunters and are you equally gatherers? No, no, no. You, 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 don't fight who you are. <laughs> Just because that's what you do, don't fight who you are. Because, um, I mean, listen, I, and again, I know that there are going to be some women that go, nah, that hurts too. It hurts because we view... And, and and nobody is out to hurt you. Like when Patrice said on Elephant in the Room, cheating hurts, man. You, we don't want to hurt you. So, you know, if it hurts, sorry, but I just don't see it that way. You know, I, I don't see my dick as as valuable as your snatch. If if if, if, if this were a stock market, I hold no, there's no value in my shit. It's, it's just, it's just, it's a piece of meat that exists that just, ugh. You know, there's no value in it, man. You do the, the joke about that. That yeah. the, the dick has no value. Yeah, it's the, it's the it, well, a man's body. It's the reason why we can jog and 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 take our shirts off because there's nothing exciting about that. Tits are exciting, nigga. They just it's exciting. And women, if y'all really want real equality, then quit bullshitting. You should be able to take your shirts off and jog too. They do have that. There's certain cities. No, there's not here cities, in America. Yeah, yeah. Now there, there's certain cities that they have. A, a, there's no nipple restriction. What cities is this? I, I forgot which ones they are. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you. I I read this somewhere, and there are cities where women are allowed to take their shirt off just like men. Hmm. I need to change zip codes. <laughs> Some of titty that just makes us turn into toddlers. Uh, but it, it, all it is, it's, it's still just a, we have nipples. It's, it's. Yeah, but something about that, 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 that juggle, that bounce, that, uh, yeah. A woman's body is, di- we've been down this road. I we, we really have. And I mean, it is different. It is, the, the, it is, it is completely different, even though it's technically similar. Similar. I just, I just found it disappointing that you could have it in a sense, all, because Will, having, Will having Will Smith is having it all, and it's not enough. Like, dude, let me tell you something. Remember, Jada Pinkett was on Different World. Mm-hmm. When that show ended, everybody kind of went into the abyss. And when you're ever, whenever you're on a TV show, very rarely do you go from one show to another that's a hit show that has longevity. That's very hard to do. So when you see certain actors in multiple shows, that's rare. Most times when you're on a show and you've been on for a while, when that shit's over, you're over. Everybody on that show, Kadeem Hardison, uh, Whitley, Jasmine, Jasmine Guy, Chris Summer. Now, they still work yeah. here and there, but nothing like that consistent type of exposure. Let's be honest. Jada Marion Will or Will Marion Jada. That bitch hit the lotto. Well, she was in movies, too. Listen, I'm telling you that I don't think if she was with Will, she has a career. Because you're Will Smith's wife and your your husband is one of the most powerful, popular, top of the top. Of, remember in the 90s, Will was the go-to dude. Upper echelon of They the used to call him, uh, I forget, what was the term? I even saw it on one of those CNN when they would talk about the movies. They had a, 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 a phrase for Will Smith. He was like, in other words, every summer, studios would 
push their movies back when Will Smith was coming with a movie because everything he did was a box office bonanza. It was him and Tom Cruise. Him and Tom Cruise. Tom was the number one dude for a long time. Will eclipsed him in somewhere in the mid-90s. So when, you, when that's your husband, that comes with benefits. Remember, she did that show on TNT where she played a nurse and, and, and worked at a hospital, and she was the lead. She was the star of the show. I don't think she goes on to have some of the career she's had if Will Smith wasn't her husband. I don't know, because her past is, she has a career in her past. She's been, always been around uh, people that were doing things. She, Tupac was her, was her boyfriend. I mean, she's been there throughout her whole existence. It was funny. I saw that clip on um, The Breakfast Club where Will Smith said he was afraid of Tupac, like intimidated, not physically from fear, but, you know, Jada liked hardcore niggas. And he said, here I am, you know, I was born in Philadelphia, born and raised, and, you know. But is that who Phil, do you, do you think that that's who he is? He's not the cartoon character. No, he, he, listen, I, again, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I saw the one clip where, and I, and I swear, you, can, you can't find that clip nowhere else. And you usually always can dig in YouTube. All you got to do is type one word and shit, everything pop up. I can't find a clip where Will Smith slapped the shit out this nigga in, in a, in, during an interview in Philly when a nigga disrespected him. And Will popped the shit out of him. See, I, because Jazzy Jeff isn't, uh, isn't a pushover either. Okay, but we talking about Tupac. Yeah. Okay. This, is, okay. This, is, this is the ultimate level of thug, of, of, of street nigga. And, you know, Jada just seemed like, you know... Listen, you don't you don't marry the street nigga. You marry Will. Okay. You you fuck the street nigga. But on Tupac's uh, on him alone though, it wasn't that he was just street. I mean, he was also educated in a cause. And he, he, yeah. that's, I think she, that could have been more what she was. Uh, True. But you know, listen, God rest his soul. There's a reason why Pac is dead. Because you know, it it spawned from that fight. Remember that footage yeah, in yeah. Vegas. He was a street dude. And when you play by street rules okay. and you live a street life, there's a chance you get fucked up with street consequences. Okay, that, that, that'll, that'll give you. But he, had, he, was very, uh, he, he was very much a part of the cause. Absolutely. And, I think that, and very bright. Yeah, extremely. extremely bright. Yeah, I think that was more so what she was... I, I don't know. I would have to ask her. Maybe she could have me on the red table and I'll ask her a question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and my whole point again is I, I just you know I, I just think that if you if you gave a woman everything, damn. But that just goes to show you how real life is. Well, see, and and, and it wasn't about her just. It wasn't just about the entanglement. They were also already having problems. So you know you give you give everything. She also had her freedom because she was working. She was doing things. She wasn't like it, right. she wasn't nailed down to like I had to be home because my husband was coming home right. and I have to have dinner ready at five. Right. She wasn't living that life, so she did have the world. He had the world, and still somehow, that's not good enough. If you just if it doesn't if it you sometimes you become untangled, right? So somewhere in there, and again, I'm speaking from a lack of experience, and maybe a, you know, hopefully, knock on wood and all that shit. I get to a point where I would love to be able to go, wow, money really doesn't buy happiness. No, because you see people that have struggled their whole lives and they stay married forever and they're happy with each other. Until I get to that point, I'm convinced it absolutely 
does buy happiness. Uh, Want to dig a little deeper? Sure. Nick Cannon. Now, let me let me say this before I, I we dive into this. I'm, I might have to give a, a pre, uh, whatever you call it, pre statement or you know, whatever you call the shit. Get out of jail free card. I, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even want to get close to the prison. Uh, this topic scares me, um, and I am going to fret a stare my way through this as best I can. Because here's the bottom line: I am a black man in Hollywood. So Nick Cannon is proof. Paul Mooney has been proof. Yeah. You can't say what you want. Even though I know I've said enough shit on this podcast to destroy what little flicker of a career I have in terms of movies and TV. Uh, but again, we're not Joe Rogan huge, so we're still kind of under the radar. So as we, as we have this discussion, because I am, I, I'm not 100% uh, – Educated to have this full conversation, either, uh, despite you know my 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 partial Junus here. But well, let me ask you this: Why you mentioned Junus? Because let me be honest with you, like I was the other day, uh, that movie was on TV, uh, NWA, straight out of Compton, and that scene where Jerry Heller and the rest of the what's left of the NWA group is listening to the Ice Cube diss, and they shut it off, and everybody's fuming and mad, and Jerry Heller goes. I'm going to sue that son of a bitch cube. Who does he think he is with these anti-Semitic blah, 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 and easy egos? Jerry, man, niggas don't even know what anti-Semitism or anti-Semitic mean. I'm one of them niggas. I don't really know what anti-Semitic means. And I know Nick Cannon, and I guess he caught flack for two things. The thing that got him in trouble, from what I understand, was the anti-Semitic comments. But I also know people mentioned the fact that he said white people are animals and savages. So first, I'm going to ask you to speak to the anti-Semitic thing. Okay, the Semitic part. And uh, I, I, we can go to Farrakhan on this, too. Uh, the Semitic part are the people. And, and Farrakhan talks about this, but he doesn't explain it all the way. The original people that spoke Hebrew, um, I spoke uh, Arabic languages. That is the Semitic people, the people who came from that part of time. It was actually Asia. It was just off of the Horn of Africa to Asia were those people, and that's what they spoke. That's the Semitic people, Arabs, Jews. Okay, so anything against Jews is anti-Semitism. Anything, you know, technically, anything against any of those people. Arabs could be... The people who spoke Arabic could be considered anti-Semitic. That's what that's what Farrakhan is saying at the same time, but he doesn't address it completely that way. Now, I don't know, or do you know, but I don't know because I really didn't see it. I don't know what he said was the actual quote that said, hey, that's anti-Semitic. Well, I think they were speaking. I, I'm not sure about Nick Cannon's 100%. I know the... Um, What's, what, what's the football player's name? I'm, I can't even remember his name. That started the whole. This started with the, the Cap, Kaepernick. No, no. This started with the Hitler thing. The Hitler quote. It's Hitler not even quote. a Hitler quote. Yeah. See, from a football player. Yeah. And then, black. Yeah. And then, uh, but here, here, here's where. Okay. Let, let's not even worry about the quotes or, or who put them because I, I don't have the issue is the understanding of what they're trying to what they were trying to do and what they were trying to say. 
And I think what, what, what we're going is, is what they want to, what, what's being said or what's not being addressed is the original people, the Semitic people, the original people, the original Jews is when we go to that, we're black is what, is what, they're tr- what, is what the message is, is that they were black and that these European Jews are something different. And I think that's what I think that's the statement they're trying to get to, but they're getting to it in a in a way uh, that's being. Uh, you have to be careful when we when we walk through these minefields, because the the Jew is placed in an area where uh, it's easy to be de- to be demonized, uh, because Jews have wor- Jews have worked for a long time to. Uh, levels uh, of, of, of power in, in different industries, the show business industry, the banking industry. Right. And then the, the, the words are, well, they control this. They control the media. They control Hollywood. They control the money. But that's how this started in Germany with these same kind of statements. And that's where this, this pushback, this is where the Simon Wiesenthal Center and, and Rabbi, I believe Cooper is the one who uh, called... Nick Cannon out is because these statements are what reignites this kind of fire. Uh, and we also, and, and let's be real honest, cause I don't like, compa- I don't like uh, comparisons to Hitler on any um, people of power that we have in this country. But some of the things that are, that our president of this uh, United States of America has done has reminiscent of the beginnings of things that Hitler did. And uh, I'm not sure if he, well, he says that he doesn't, he doesn't read a book. Trump said he hasn't read a book. So I don't, (laughs) I I don't know if Trump hasn't paid enough attention to history and not see where he's following down these same roads. But I think that, you know, the, the ear of, uh, uh, of Jews right now is very, uh, is listening to these things because of where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, just to not to, uh, this isn't a, a game where we're playing uh, who, who's had it worse. Let's just say what the truth is and what's happening. When we see uh, that the, the rise against Jews in this country in the, and across the world, the uh, hate crimes have gone up. We've had assassinations. Uh, blacks have endured this same thing all across the country all across the world forever as well. I'm not trying to say one has it harder than the other. That's not the point. And I don't think that should ever be the point. Because when you say, you know, this is bad, is, is the other one less bad or is the other one bad as well? You know, um, here's what I think happens. And I know because I'm guilty of this. I think we're all guilty of this just because it's, you know, we're human. First of all, I, again, I didn't watch the interview. I didn't hear the quote. But let's just say that that's what happened. I hope that Nick didn't put out a blanket statement and just say, white people are animals and savages. Because we know that white people aren't animals and savages. Um, but I think what happens is you get to a point where you get angry and you get fed up and you get frustrated because you get tired of seeing the shit that we go through. And sometimes out of anger, you say things that you know you really don't mean, 
but you just caught up in your own moment. So you may have said something like that. Now, again, we know white people ain't animals and savages. Again, I didn't hear the quote. I'm only assuming that what I think, if that's not what Nick was trying to say in a blanket sense, what he was trying to allude to, and I remember you and I played the clip on the podcast. I wish I could remember what episode it was so I could rehear it. But from a historical standpoint, this stereotype that has existed that black people have been, we've been called animals and savages and we're in the jungles and we're like animals and, you know, all that shit. Historically, and, and anybody listening to this podcast, if you have the knowledge on this, please write in to me. Please give me something email wise so I can read it on the podcast so that I can support what it is I'm trying to say. But historically, like the Moors, from what I've been told from the clip that we played, that stereotype that black people are savages and animals, from what it's been, and you see how I'm kind of, yeah. this is hard. For, so the Moors are the ones who taught white people how to clean their ass. Cleanliness. Yeah. Introduced them to bathing. When, when historically they said that white people were in caves on all fours, when black people were kings and queens in Africa. So I'm saying maybe that's what Nick was trying to convey. But again, I wish I saw the fucking clip so I could go, aha, that's where he fucked up. Well, but you know what I'm saying? I don't. Okay. The communication part is, is the tough part. Let me, let, let's just back this up a little bit before I go too far away from what I want to say. So the, you started with the Moors, the cradle of civilization. I'm going to go back even f- back to uh, came from Egypt. The people at that time in that area, the Semitic people that they're talking about, without a doubt, were people of color. And the reason I don't say black is because black is something that has been <laughs> created by white because at one time it was Africans. If Africa was the only place that there was, that was the people of that region. And I don't think that I wasn't there, but I don't think that they had uh, a color wheel where they said, these are white people. These are black people. These are brown people. These are light brown people. These are, they were just of that, that region. Right. These people were from that region and they were people of color without a doubt, because that's the people that existed then. Right. So I need to say that so that I can clear that up so that people don't think that I'm trying to take this into some different place. Without a doubt, if, if you study history and science, that's, that's the people from that, that area. Now, how we come up with white people is definitely uh, more scientific that I don't know that I'm skilled to get into, but it had to be with the absorption of vitamin D and light and the, the skin had to lighten. Because, and the people who were lighter uh, were, were surviving because they were getting the right amount of vitamin D. They still didn't get enough. That's why uh, the digestion of milk is something that, didn't, that black people have harder times with, even to this day, with digesting milk than white people do. Even though, Shit, not me. Uh, not, and since A good some cookie, people, nigga, good with cookie. milk. Woo! But that, that's part of it, where, where they were so that they could get more vitamin D. There's all these little things about the vitamin D, and that's why the skin, the people who kept um, going forward and the process of what is it called, the survival of the fittest, when they were in those Arctic temperatures, the cold, and they weren't getting the sunlight they needed, they had to have the lighter skin, and that's the people who survived, and that's how we ended up with a group of white people, and it became Europeans. Right. Uh, Nick Cannon 
I don't know if he talked about the lost tribes. I know that a lot of people have talked about the lost tribes and which tribe you're from as a Jew, and a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the uh, European Jews just say they're from Europe and they don't really talk about the tribes. Um, also, there's a, you know I, I'm only going to give facts. I'm not going to give conclusion because I'm not that smart and I'm not supposed to be. I'm a comic, but. Um, a lot of the European Jews. Well, so's Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he's smarter than I am. His parents are smarter than I am. He, uh, but uh, they, they, um, they, they, the language of Hebrew when it went to Europe uh, became uh, a slang, took over, and it's called uh, Yiddish. And they spoke a lot of Yiddish, especially in the United States. They were speaking Yiddish. It's still a slang, or it's it's a it's a hybrid of, of Hebrew. Um, but it was the difference. And where a lot of this anger and frustration from uh, black Jews or let's just go with Semitic, the black Semitic people, uh, the things that um, are talked about is because of Israel. And it's not necessarily even the Jews that are in the United States, but Israel has a huge effect over the whole world. And there is some issues because Israel isn't being run by the Semitic people from that area. It's being run by a lot of European Jews that moved over to Israel after World War II, and that's who's running it. And then you see situations with um, the uh, uh, Ethiopian Jews, which are black Jews that are having a harder time getting access to Israel and getting access to what would be considered their homeland. If how do you know all this? Did you read this shit? Dude, I, I don't know how I know shit that I know. To be honest, I well, read, How do you know that stuff? I, I do read a lot of... I read a lot of bullshit. I, I, I don't mean it to say, like, bullshit. I like to read uh, articles. I'm not a book reader. I like... So oh, everything that you just said is because that's stuff you read in articles? Yes. And, dude, I, see, that kind of shit, that puts me to sleep. Like, 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 no, that's, like, it's, it's interesting to me. And, I know, I know. And I, and I would understand why, but from, from where I'm at hearing you say all that is, is like, Jesus Christ, that's, that's, but, to, but I don't know what to do with that information. Like, well, well, I don't know. I don't know why that holds value to me. Well, and then put a little bit more on this. So I want people to understand that the, the Zionists are the people that are pro Israel and not every Jew in America is a Zionist. They're not all pro Israel. Now, Jews would love to have a homeland. And here's the other thing that I want to make sure that people understand the Palestinians. That was not their homeland either. There was Palestine and, and Jerusalem, and they're all part of that wailing wall. But you've got to understand that that was not ever designated the Palestinians' homeland either, just as the Jews and just as every other Semitic person who lived there. It was being run by other countries this whole time, by other kings. And that's what the king, and I, and I, I don't remember which king is the one who, was the, who led Israel, the Jew, after World War II that wanted to bring the Jews to that area, and they thought it was going to be a great uh, um, combination of bringing them back home and it's never worked out that's never worked out um there is uh, when we talk about today and 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 i'm not as i don't know where i fall into this honestly i'm not as educated as i'd like to be in this but you know there was the original i think it was the seven day war or ten day seven day war was uh when israel was set up and they were attacked and um there was a war of seven days where Israel won and kept their land, and then they had to give back a certain amount of land, and they didn't give it all back, or they built on land that 
again, technically, I guess, wasn't theirs. The West Bank. This is where I'm not educated. I'm going to have to do more research. I don't want to give out too much. But Israel kept these lands a lot of times because they were being attacked because there was another war later. And this is where we are today. Because of all this, this is where we are right now. And I understand some of this. I don't understand all of it. I understand some of the distrust. I don't understand all of it. When we go back to Jerry Heller, when you go back to uh, Ice Cube, and I watched the interview with Ice Cube when he was talking about uh, the specific lyrics, and he said when he's talking about you, uh, the Jews, he would the Jew. You taught he was speaking about Heller specifically. He wasn't trying to blanket statement all Jews, but then again, when white people have said, you know them or they, and they're talking about uh, different racial groups, mainly black, <clears throat> that was offensive. So why wouldn't it be deemed offensive the other way around? And I know that what we're saying right now, and we're in this place in history right now, and this is a place, I mean, this is the reason that it is kind of um, why comedians should be talking about this and should take note is because we are in a place of history that I think there's an elbow in the, in the line of history where we, we're going to take a turn. It's going to be a place that you mark in this 2020 shit happen. Right. But I, I see things happening right now. And I, 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 I lost, I don't even remember where I was in this. Well, thing. listen, like I said, I, I, I would understand why you would take a deep interest in something like that, because you know, you, you're a part of that culturally and who you are, you know, I take a, you know, I'm, I, I love anything documentary, uh, civil rights, black people, what we struggled with. I just saw a great documentary, uh, and I recommend it on Netflix uh, from James Baldwin. I am not your Negro. Yeah, I watched that. You watched that? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so I, you know, that just like that, what you just said, how you, how you're invested in that. I, I invest in that kind of shit. Well. I see because I'm not. You say Zion, and I'm like, how many points did they score? Uh, it's not. It's because I'm not. I'm culturally like, I'm Jew related. I'm not like a practicing Jew, and I'm not saying that be, as a good or bad thing. I wish I was better at being in in my uh, my history, my past. But I'm also my mom was Mexican, my dad's a Jew. I never have was bar mitzvah. I'm not truly a Jew because I didn't come from a female. There, there's there's some rules in this shit. Right. So. I'm I'm not vested in in anything, and I really would like to think of myself as being vested in being a human, and where that I could try to look. And some people have has commented on the podcast that I try to sound like I'm above other people. Again, I don't want to be above other people, but I try to look at the situation from above, uh, from a, an area that I'm not related to, so that I can try to get down to the bottom line. And so that I can kind of see it in a different way. That's my goal as a human. And I think if our goals as humans were to see it honestly and then have an honest conversation, we could get somewhere. But I always feel that we never get to the honest conversation. We stop short because like we're talking about right now, this is a landmine kind of conversation to have and it derails people. Right. And then people will have to watch out what they're saying. And instead of, Watching what we say, I think we should be having more conversations, not necessarily uh, using the platform of Twitter and Facebook that gets us nowhere. I think these conversations like 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 Nick Cannon has opened up a door for a whole conversation right now because he's doing more. He's investigating more. He's and I think these are important. I think it's important that we try to understand each other because 
I don't think we're trying to understand each other as humans. We're trying to understand culturally what our differences are because we have many differences culturally. But if we base it on who we are as humans, we're the same. Let me ask you. So, uh, because now the timeline has got me fucked up. He said what he said, and Viacom said they dropped him. But did they pick him back up because he had the conversation with the rabbi? He already had an, he They only dropped, I think they dropped one of the shows. I think that's so. Done. So Cannon's class, which is where the he said the comments, his podcast kind of, yeah, that's still on. Well, that's his that's his show though, isn't it? Isn't it Cannon's? Doesn't he produce it and put it? Oh, out? I don't know. And that's because uh, of a- here's what I think should happen, and you just said it. Instead of firing him, keep him. Come and go. Let's have the conversation. conversation. Yeah, let's do that. Let's follow that up with, you know what? Let's talk about it. Episode. Okay, but here here's where we're. Here's where we're going, and this is the hardest part. And I think, uh, you know, the more that I'm doing more reading and more like trying to enlighten myself and trying to understand, and even on the, and specifically about this country, not even just about being Jewish or being black or being uh, Mexican or being, you know, Native American, just trying to understand these. We have, uh, I look at this world now as uh, like a ball of yarn, a big ball of yarn, and we rolled it up. And the only problem is now it's so convoluted and there's so much stuff in that ball of yarn. The only way to fix this now is to unroll the whole ball. We have to take it all the way back. Well, if, if taking it all the way back is going to, if the ends justify the means and taking it all the way back will help us progress into the direction that we need to to be better, then, yeah, that's long overdue. But I agree with many, and this is where I side with a lot of black leaders who have spoken and saying that you know this the system was created to to put us in this situation and we right. and it and it's really not fixable it's something that has to be rolled back and i and as a person as a human looking at the situation trying to look at it from outside the situation right i'm kind of agreeing with that right no i listen listen uh as you said all, all as you know, from, from from a humanity standpoint, all in terms of being human, uh, we all want to be better, and we should be allowed to fuck up. We should be allowed to say things, not blatantly fucked up things to hurt or to be hate speech or you know anything else. But you know, again, we're human. We get angry. We and in conversation, you want to be honest, and sometimes in that honesty, your feelings get flared, and you end up saying shit that you know you may not have meant or even if you mean it you mean it without the proper understanding because you haven't heard the other side so we should have these conversations uh they're they're needed yeah yeah um and and i think it's great i think i think really what's happening with nick cannon and and i believe it's rabbi cooper i think this is going to be great i think it's going to be as more people speak and more is written about I, I think we could get somewhere. I think we can really get somewhere because, the, I you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm going to stay where I am. I'm right. right. I'm happy. I'll bring it up on the on another podcast. But I think Jews and blacks have so much in common, and I know that someone just turned off their uh, their their, their uh, podcast listener right now. What I just said, but w- 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 they're both people. American blacks and Jews from all over really don't have it didn't have a homeland and i know blacks are gonna go no our homeland was africa but now it's not it 
As an American black, well, I've, been, your, I, I've been Africa. Yeah. Our, our homeland is America. Yeah, it's it's a, it's your own. <laughs> this is a different culture, and yeah. and you don't have. And we're 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 kind of, it, it's kind of an outcast culture, and this is where the this is what what the commonality is that, and, and I think that's why during the civil rights movement there was so much more work between blacks and Jews, and I don't know where that all went, and I I I would like to see it. I would like to see some more understanding coming from what's happening, and I, th- I think on on a level, I, I think there should be more uh, a symbolic, sim- simpatico relationship. Is that some, is that a real word? Yeah, simpatico? yeah. I think it's I think it's Mexican though. I think I threw in some Spanish on my uh, on trying to bring all this together. But a, a, a symbiotic relationship where it fits together and they work together. It, it makes sense in the way that I'm looking at it. But you know what? I'm my own unique person. That's how I got here. So I could be completely wrong. Uh, we got a, like 15 minutes left, uh, and I have we have to talk about this. Uh, he's back. Oh boy, we want to be humble. Anybody know it? <laughs> Boxing is a brutal sport. He dominated. Dominated. His legs are huge. His thighs are huge. His arms are huge. His neck is huge. So it's like, it's very risky, yes. But God's in control of all. Because I was beating everybody in every weight class I was in. What she want to do? It's like David and Goliath. He's a giant monster we know. And my ego's with me, and I'm saying, you think you fly, honey? You ain't shit. Look. The admin to get here, kick your ass. You better get on top of your game. You want to get embarrassed in front of these people. And I'm the little David who only has God on my side. <laughs> Which is only all I need. <laughs> and then the other ego say, fuck you. And watch what I'm going to September 12th, in my backyard, Los Angeles. Me, the Jew, my two boys, were there. Michael Fucking Gerard Tyson is back. Huh, huh. Pensacola in the house versus Roy Jones Jr. Let me tell you something, dude. In that clip, when Tyson started talking, you could hear it again. He does when Mike's getting choked up. You know, I almost start crying, dude. Let me tell you something. And 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 listen. And I've been. Talking to people on Instagram, Mike Mike Tyson is the is the the definition of the American story in terms of redemption. This is a man who, at one point, I'll eat your children. He bit a man's ear. Got went to jail on a trumped up rape charge. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. The world hated this man. And let me not, let me be specific. White folks didn't like Mike, and, and and I have to go to Patrice's joke when he did the roast for the uh, who's the dude being roasted? Uh, I can't remember who the motherfucker was being roasted. Oh, Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, when yeah, he yeah, said yeah, to yeah. Mike, "I don't like how comfortable white people are around you now." So that's where I'm getting that from. So you don't think I'm just hitting the racial button? Cause niggas know, niggas know. We know Mike. We know, like, man, niggas did that nigga fucked up. Now, I'm not saying, again, Mike has to lay in his own bed because he did do a lot of what he did. But as a young kid who just wasn't 
equipped to handle life and grew up under the most harshest circumstances, we, we get a nigga pass, man. We know that bitch robbed and fucked your head up. That bitch lied and took you to prison. But, you know, white folks, all they hear is, fuck you till you love me, faggot. I'm going to eat your children. But now Mike's turned it all around, the hangover movies. You know, he's, 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 he's back in the bosom of, of America's arms. Uh, and think about this. He won the heavyweight title. He holds the record for the youngest heavyweight champion ever. Wouldn't it be full circle for him to win the title as the oldest heavyweight champion ever? Here's my, my hope. He fights Roy, which I know he's going to demolish. This is a tune-up fight to one more fight that eventually leads him to either Tyson Fury and in my fucking wet dream, Deontay Wilder, just because Deontay Wilder said he could fuck up a prime Mike Tyson. For Mike to get the title at 54 against that nigga, he has turned it around. What a story that would be. Yeah, that's a what big, a fucking it's story. a big story, though. It's you don't big, think it could happen? It's a big story. It's a, it's a big ask. It's a big ask. Is it, though? Like, you've seen the footage. Yeah. That nigga looks great at 54. Now, obviously, the speed ain't going to be what it was at 24, but how much faster does he need to be? Listen, you ain't got to hit a motherfucker hard. You just got to hit him right. And Mike's quick enough, and the power is still there. And let's be honest. Deontay Wilder, while he has youth on his side, he throws wild looping punches. And Mike made his whole career off slipping, dipping, ducking, and countering those kinds of punches. I don't see why that's so out of the realm of reality that he could be heavyweight champ again. Uh, well, first of all, the for, coming up for a flight, fight is, is an exhibition. They're not supposed to be going for knockouts. They're not supposed to be going for it's in the contract. I heard some about they may wear headgear. Please don't. That's that's what the you know. Please. But here, here's my my brother. Had, I had a conversation with my brother about this fight. I don't know if you want to hear this, but I'll I'll, I'll throw it in really quick. My brother is ex-military. He fought in Iraq, and um, you know there's a he he has a hard time here now. He really has. He suffers from PTSD. He has some issues, but he talks about you have a different gear in your head mm-hmm. that you have to have when you're in that battle. And the, the reason people have such a hard time is turning that gear off. Right. Mike Tyson, when we were talking about this, he said Tyson's similar to that. He had a gear to be that, the beast that he was, that, that, that killer right. to come out, and that came from who he was inside. And when he got out of prison, he, through his, what he was trying to do for himself, there was, a, there was a problem with that switch anymore where he was right. trying to keep that down, and he's kept it down all this time. And then we saw uh, – I, I saw an interview with him where he talks about – it's in me, but – Is that the one with Sugar Ray Leonard that we watched where he was starting to get emotional? Yeah, and, and he was talking about how it's in him, but he has yeah. to keep it down. Yeah, 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 and he starts getting emotional, yeah. Yeah, that's what my brother talked about. Right. He said, if he comes back out with that, if he lets that just come out, he doesn't try to hold it. He doesn't try to rein that in. Then, then we're talking about something scary. Now let me let me double down on what you just said. And here's what and here's some of the the the, the, the feedback from people. Man, he's 54 years old. That nigga old. And you saw when he fought his last fights, he was getting knocked out by bums. 
This is why I hate you motherfuckers. Y'all don't really want to pay attention to detail. First of all, Mike Tyson even admitted that basically when he got out of jail, he didn't want to box. He did it for money. He was strung out on drugs, alcohol. He was coked up a lot of times. His heart wasn't in it. And when he lost to Kevin McBride and Danny Williams, he said at the end of the Kevin McBride fight, man, I don't have this in my heart no more. I'm just doing it for the money. I, I No disrespect to Kevin, but to, for me to lose to this caliber fighter, I'm not, I don't, my heart ain't in this. I don't want to disrespect the sport, so I'm quitting. That's very different from a man who's focused. And what's scary about this, Mike, round two or round three, is what you just said. If, he, if that comes out, but now sprinkle it with focus, no alcohol, no drugs, focus. And is Mike doing it for money? Nobody does anything for free. But I don't think his motivation is I want to own bitleys and shit and white tigers and fuck bitches. His mindset is where it needs to be. And his now, body's healthy. His body. And he's doing it because love, missing it, the warrior in him. And the way he was hitting that dude with them pads. And again, he ain't got 24-year-old speed. But how much quicker does he need to be? He looked pretty goddamn fast. And the way he was ducking and coming back up with the combo. And the power's there. So again, you ain't got to hit a motherfucker hard. Just hit him right. If Mike can slip one or two bang bangs in there, a boom and a pap, night, night, nigga. Well, and, and, and let me say this. You know, as far as Roy Jones goes, here's why I know he's going to demolish Roy. First of all, Roy's out of his weight class. Second, what, what we learned about Father Time caught up to Roy. Father Time didn't catch up to Mike. Mike fucked Mike up. Every, every knockout where Mike has lost by knockout, it wasn't one punch. You had to beat Mike up. You had to wear him out. Roy Jones, what we found out once Father Time came in, Roy has no chin. All of Roy's knockouts have been one punch. Bam to the face, he's down. Roy can't take a punch. So now he's in there with the ultimate puncher at a heavier weight. It's over in three. Yeah, I, I just think that Tyson's been let it, eating that shit, eat, letting shit go, things that people have said about him. Right. And he's eating that, eating that. And that's why this, like he said, like you're keeping that down. If it all comes out, and I don't think that this is the fight for it to come out, I think it's going to be a good fight. No, I, th- I don't think it's a fight because they're friends. Yeah. They're friends. I think this is the fight where you're going to see that if he still has skill, if he still has power. Timing, a little Timing. timing. But if he goes and he does not an exhibition fight, a real fight, then I think then you're going to see. I'm more worried for Roy than Mike. And here's the thing. You know, I, I, Roy know me. I got his number in my cell. I want to call a nigga and be like, hey, man, chill out. But I want tickets. <laughs> so I love Pensacola. But I, I want to see this. this. This this got my dick hard. Yeah, I, I think he knows. What, I think I think they both know what they're doing on this one. I don't think that it's going to be a, a bloodbath. I, I will be so thoroughly disappointed if they wear headgear. Why? Don't, You're saving a man's life. Fuck that. Then don't do it. No, because the, the fight, the exhibition's still Fuck there. Fuck that. I want to see Mike in them black trunks, them black shoes and no socks, and I want to see that fucking tattoo. I want to see the tattoo. I want the animal, nigga. I want the towel with the hole in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so fucking pumped for this, man. Uh, and again, I you know, I love Mike, man. And, and, and you know, it's crazy. 
I, I, I'm still on this hunt to try to do his podcast. And I remember I talked to the guy who put me on the phone with him. And I think I called you or told you I was yeah. so excited. Yeah. And I talked to Mike for half a second. Uh, you know, I, like I said, Jordan, Tyson, Ali, that's it for me. Those three, man. And I got to throw Eddie Murphy in there. But, you know, that man, Mike is, what that man has been through and how he has survived, he was supposed to be a statistic. Jail or dead. Yeah. And he, not either one. And, and in his best space. How could you not root for this dude, man? How could you not root for this man? It's going to be, like I said, this is still going to be a great ex, ex, uh, exhibition. But the, uh, if it goes to a real, if it goes to a, a, a bout, a heavyweight right. fight, uh, I'll be, depending on what we see from the exhibition, I'm, I'm going to be scared. Hey, man, if, if this goes into a real fight and he eventually signs to fight Deontay Wilder and beats him, I promise you I'm going to lose my voice. Well, I'm going to scream on all you motherfuckers, I told you so, on social media. You thought I was pumped about the last dance, nigga. Mike knocked this nigga out and he's back? Oh, dude. Not to mention that when I talk about him eating that shit, listen to people say shit, talk shit about him. With the shit that was said about him from Wilder, right? That's going to be a fierce man coming into there. Like, like, like you you said to yourself, uh, why would he care about what Deontay Wilder said? And if he didn't care about it, and maybe he doesn't, I'm assuming this is me just assuming. If he didn't care about it, he might have said something in a comment that you could read. Hey, Mike quoted. Man, Deontay Wilds is a great champion. He's fun to watch. You know, God bless him. I wish him the best. Mike didn't say anything, which leads me to believe it bothered him. Dude, I think if you're the greatest at anything, especially when you achieve greatness. How old was Mike when he was, when he was the heavyweight champion? 21. To peak. And this is the thing that I, and after, we've had personal conversations about this. To peak in your life at 21. Right. And you think about... Like how good you were and who you had and wish that you could and, and still would like to be there right. now, still would like to be relevant because you lose your relevance as age goes by. Right. And then to have someone talk shit about you that knows that you can't get in the ring with him. Right. And then you figure out a way to get in the ring with him. Right. Okay, now we're having a whole yeah. different story. <laughs> if Mike becomes champ at 54, Viagra stock is going through the roof. <laughs> Nigga, you better invest in some dick pills, nigga. Because old niggas is going to be feeling they self. Young niggas better watch out. The old nigga, you just walk by an old nigga on the street and be like, hey, how you doing? Nigga, what? Say. Oh, it's nigga going to fight you with a hard on. Oh, I think that's it, man. All right, baby. Um, tomorrow, emails. And again, Friday, the movies. So stay locked and loaded with us. Uh, as long as we're on the road and we're doing the uh, the coronavirus tour, uh, we'll be doing as many episodes as we can. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, I've kind of grown accustomed myself to uh, at least putting two out a week. So as long as we got the vocal stamina, um, we, 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 we keep it. We see what we can do. No promises. You know, you guarantee a Wednesday. But uh, we think we could, you know, fuck twice. I mean, come twice. All right. Love you, baby. We're out.
könnyű fél lebe, 